edition of the Contender of the Fate broadcast. I'm your host, Robert Jones. I'm truly glad and excited that you were able to tune in to the broadcast on today. And I do believe that today you're going to be blessed. Not just because you tuned into the broadcast, because this is a wonderful time. It's a wonderful season. The seasons are changing. The fall is upon us. Autumn for for the ones that have the, all the seasons. We truly thank the Lord for you on today. And what the Lord is doing in your life. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your people on today. We ask you, Lord, that you would bless and touch each and every individual. That you would give us the things that you have for us, Lord. All the things you have for us, we ask you, Lord, that they would be lined up for us to be able to, to receive them. We come against every demonic stronghold, every retaliation spirit, everything that would try to attack us on this day. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to do great things in our lives. We come against time bombs in the body, sickness and disease. We come against accidents and deaths and suicides and unexplained deaths. We come against everything that the enemy would try to do in our lives. We put the word of the Lord against it. We put the blood of Jesus against it. We stand, make, we stand up on today and everything that the enemy would try, we let the word of God be the judge and the judgment and the blood of Jesus. It will cover us and that we will be protected and that no harm will come to us right now and that the rest of our life will be the best of our life and each and every person that's listening that the Lord will do something spectacular something mind-blowing in your life something that would just take you aback we thank the Lord for that that he's gonna do great in your life we come against the negativity that you get the enemy come to tell you all the negative things about who you are not we bind and rebuke that in the name of Jesus we love you we appreciate you we appreciate you Lord Jesus we love you with all of our hearts if there's anyone that's not a believer on this call that you would send laboring witnesses that it will save them through your word and deliver your word to them Lord so they could be saved we love you Lord have your way on today and it's in Jesus name we pray amen we truly thank the Lord for you if you didn't put your arm on let's go and do that Lord I put on my feet uh, we, you know when we say our feet we put on our feet uh, but as our, when we say our feet we mean our shoes so we put on our feet the preparation of gospel of peace we put on our belt of truth in the name of Jesus we put on our breastplate of righteousness in the name of Jesus. We put on our helmet of salvation, our sword of the spirit, our shield of faith. We put the blood of Jesus over all of our armor. And we're ready for war in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can put that on the way you want. I like to put on my shoes first and then work my way up. But we truly are excited and motivated on today for what is the what the Lord is doing. For those of you that can't make it to the actual church building, you can call us on 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time that's Sundays 10:30 Eastern Standard Time at 7208201583 amen i thank the lord for you and once again my name is Robert Jones and i am the host 
on today. Amen. I thank the Lord for you. You know, I think about different subject matters that will help the body of Christ, that will help people and would assist them where they need assistance. Because we truly are living in some very wicked, hostile times. Um, and there's some things that's going on and that will continue to go on unless we know how to combat this stuff with the word of God and to be actual to be actually conscious and aware of what's going on around us and let me just say the, the uh, continental faith broadcast we oppose on biblical sayings and societal norms that people set out people say things that's not biblical people blame God for stuff he didn't do and and we combat that with the word of God we deal with that because we don't want our father our dad to be held accountable for something he didn't do think about your own father or someone who's been a father figure in your own life and you don't want those people who you love and care for to be blamed for something they didn't do and so many times in the body of Christ we get that those things happen but we want to encourage your heart on today amen that you will continue on in the things of God I think about how right now pretty much all throughout the world it's just because I'm in America for the old for those of course who um, in other countries um, we have fighting a big uh, racist um, thing going on here in America and I'm more than sure that's you know throughout the world but one thing to keep in mind believers saints of God from all around the world and all throughout the nations to keep in mind is that let's not get so caught up in the individual more than to know there's something inside of that individual that's making these things happen and one of my quotes one of my posts I put on my Facebook page uh, No Flesh or Glory Ministries is that a human in him in him or herself do not have the ability to hate on their own they need inside of them they need an entity they need a demon that uh, that can push that agenda and you know if it's just a demon inside of that person that demon does not like humans at all so some of the hate a lot of the hate that we get with other races is you're simply talking to, to pretty much or uh, encountering a demon and if you're not going to rebuke that demon, if you're not going to encounter the demon through prayer, through casting that demon out, then the other way, through hating back and fighting and getting involved in these things that are spiritual battles, it's not going to be won that way because we definitely are in a war. And because the church has um, allowed many things to slip in and because people have been hurt and abused and messed up throughout the, the years and centuries and hundreds of years you know when it come down to turning the other cheek and doing things differently we don't see that and of course in no wise of your life is in danger I'm telling you that what I'm simply saying is that if you're going to have a, a long uh, conversation about racism or whatever you're dealing with in your life and you can't sense or you can't discern that there's something demonic going on then we need to really go back to the altar and see what it is that we really believe in amen so on today and I'm gonna I won't 
I want and I desire to continue this series because I've been it's been on my heart for a while and I wanna really really deal with a, some series, some some subtopics uh of an issue that I believe happens and goes on around us. And our subject today is survival guide. Uh how to survive, but pretty much a survival guide to the church. And I wanna deal with different aspects of how to survive in the church, the actual building, the actual communicating with other believers, other people that supposedly are believers because you have the Bible tell us about the terror with the wheat. There are people that are in the body of Christ that have not been totally uh, set free and they're not totally delivered. They're holding positions and offices and these people are not delivered all the way. They're not set free. Um, and so what they do if you're not aware, you're not careful, you know, we come in and we get saved and we come in with this kumbaya, you know, if you will, religion or you want everybody to get along. You want everything to be wonderful and then you kind of get messed up. You kind of get a little raw. You kind of get a little rubbed the wrong way. You kind of get, you know, offended about what goes on and you meet people and you put people up to the highest esteem. And these people turn out to be not who you thought they were. And then we wind up looking at God differently because we're like, well, wow, did, how did this happen? How could God allow, you know, how could this person be a preacher, a pastor, a deacon, whatever the title? You know, because many times it's the title holders that really mess us up. A mess, you know, I'm a title holder, I'm a pastor, I mean, but that's only a title. But many times it's people in the, in the ministry, in the church that mess us up that are, and I always use the word us because I'm still part of this because this goes on even uh, with me being a pastor. You have other preachers that may not, pastors that may not want to be bothered with what you're doing because it's not their call. Or they may look at you indifferent and that's just something you have to live with. But we're going to deal with a survival guide. How to survive in the church. And one of the first things I want to deal with, the most important ones, is love. We're going to deal with it in an aspect of the Bible. You know, we can choose if we want to take, you know, another route uh, if we want. But the only way we're going to be effective, keyword, what I said, effective. The only way we're going to be effective in this walk is if we allow the love of God. See, keyword, another keyword is Christ's love. Because if you don't have Christ's love, then you got something else. And then that something else can pose a problem. Just off the bat, when you hear the word love, some people immediately may go to a person that they care dear, dear, dearly for. Um, a person that they have always been um, close to. Uh, you know, everyone has their own definitions. It varies through culture and everything. But... For the sake of what we're talking about, if you go to the regular dictionary, the, the word love, uh, so some of the definitions is intense feeling, deep affection, deep romantic or sexual uh, thoughts, a strong desire. And all of these are considered to be an aspect of love. Unfortunately, in the body of Christ these words if they come into the body of Christ or if you operate 
with these because all of these are feelings all of these are fleshly emotional soulish things we said intense feeling that's a soulish feeling deep affection soulish deep romantic or sexual soulish physical strong desire that's soulish and we also when we know that when you're dealing with the soul aspect of something then you're dealing with a fleshly side because we know the Bible we know that we are uh, three part beings we have a a spirit and we live in a body and within that body you know we have a soul and um and the thing is um you know the thing is with that when you get saved the Bible talk about we sit in heaven places so when you get saved when you accept the Lord Jesus and you you know give your life to the Lord your spirit is immediately transferred you have accessibility if you will you have um the ability to communicate with your father in the spiritual realm but then you still have two parts left you have that soul and that body that's still there and because you still have that soul and that body that's still there you're gonna still have issues that goes on in the soul and in the body so when you're dealing with love biblical the biblical side of love you cannot effectively uh, operating it through the soul and the body so when we're dealing with God's love and we say we love God we have to do that in the spirit because loving God in the flesh you can do some things in the flesh to show your love of God but it's not the same with the spirit realm for instance you could go to church that's in your flesh you bring your body to church you are uh, you say out of your mouth that you love God you singing out of your using your vocal cords that's flesh all of those things are flesh now within those things they, they the spirit can be edified the, the, the law can uh, still see the sincerity or the non-sincerity of you from what you're operating or doing in your body or in your um, um, your soul and the problem is when we're dealing with love we're talking about survival guide to the church how can I survive in the church I've been dealing with issues and every time I try to be nice no one wants to be around me you know I try to go and talk with the the, 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 the preachers and the people and 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 and, and just you know after church I want to go and meet this person and meet that person and do all of these different things and you know I just don't know what to do I, every time I uh, 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 try to, 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 to confront uh, I either come to, to come to talk to people that I believe that can help me I get kind of shooed away um, and, 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 and I don't know how to survive this uh, um, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's affecting me. People say they are, church, uh, they are believers. And, and, and I just don't know what to do. The first thing to know. To survive a God to the church is. Love. But godly love. Not the love that we just read on this paper. About intense feeling. Deep romantic uh, affection. And all those things. Those are physical attrib attributes. And if you don't as a believer. See, because sometimes the problems, another one of the problems is because a person holds a position or title. Now, let me, it's kind of touchy because, yeah, we do expect that person or those people to be on a higher level, a higher caliber. Because, you know what, you know, they're holding this position. And many times, you know, um, that becomes a problem because we don't want to 
do anymore because we say, well, he's supposed to be the preacher, or she's supposed to be the pastor's wife, or she's supposed to be this, or he's supposed to be, and we start to get caught up in all of these different things of what the, what's supposed to be going on in the church. And our job as believers is to keep our position. Now, I'm not going to do like some churches to tell you to why you being who you are you sitting and you put up with that because in the book of, in, in the book of um in the new testament they didn't do a lot of what we do now in the new testament and in the, in the churches nowadays see the bible simply tells us if you got to art with your brother you go to him and you go to him first then they tell you to escalate it and then so eventually the person get kicked out we don't nowadays is different we see we don't do that see what happens nowadays and i'm telling you from truth i'm telling you what i've experienced i'm telling you what i've seen not what i heard what goes on nowadays if there's an issue that goes on in the body of Christ in the church and you go into your pastor you go tell a leader you go tell somebody they're gonna pretty much let you see you let you deal with you first and then they're not gonna necessarily deal with it many times um, because they don't deal with it first of all yeah ask yourself if you don't with the Bible say first you go to that person many churches tell you many places don't tell you don't deal with the people you go to the pastor you let him know because many times it's it's caught up in where if you go to the pastor then at least he'll know that where if the person leave they want to know you know all of this that's not what the bible tells us the bible tells us if you go out with a problem with your partner or somebody you go to to them and you go to them alone and then you go to two or three witnesses after that and then if they still don't listen and it goes and you know like i said earlier the final thing is they get kind of kicked out and they you know they uh, 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 you know get put out of church nowadays people are getting put out of church for what they did to the pastor what they said to the pastor that's not what they, well, it was designed for back in the Bible days that's you know in the Old Testament I mean, in the New Testament they dealt with the issues that was at hand and you didn't have to sit in places where you were being abused that's like somebody abusing you and somebody telling you well you just sit there and endure and no wise am I telling you to sit up under abuse you see, because if there's deliverance, let me just tell you this: if there's deliverance going on in the church you're going, that you're at deliverance. I'm not talking about preaching a message, hoping and hollering about with all you know the basic sins and you know those. I'm talking about being delivered, dealing with the sin that's before your life, and dealing with the demon behind the sin. See, you can't tell me not to fornicate if I got a spirit of perverseness in me. That need to be cast out. You may need to engage the spirit of perverseness of why. I'm fornicating or why I'm committing adultery. So why are you telling me it's wrong to commit adultery and wrong to fornicate? You need to talk to me and then from you talking to me then you maybe get to get to talk to the demon that's inside of me that tell you that I've always been around. That tell you that this person was molested. Just tell you this person was, was, was this or that. Something happened. We don't like to go deeper. We, we, sometimes we go this shallow. So I said all that to say you can't go ruling people churches and where they're at and, they, and their places of worship. They put money and they've taken tithes and offers and all this to build these, these edifices and all these things that go on. They're not going to allow you to come in there to to to, to um, uh, uh, bring that schism or that stuff inside of their church. What they call schism. So your job as a believer is to keep in your lane and if the Lord is leading you to find you somewhere else to go. Now I know that's unbiblical to some people, but the Bible really don't say nothing about that. What it does say is that what I mean, what what our job is as 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 believers, our job as believers is to ensure we're not offending a brother or sister in the Lord. Of course, you got people you can say anything to; they're gonna be offended. I understand that too. 
But what I'm dealing with today, because I've been talking about this long, and I need to go in scripture, dealing with how to survive in the church. And the first one we're going to deal with today is love. We're coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. Feel free to email us at nofleshglory at gmail.com and we can discuss some of this stuff because we will deal with it. We will not allow uh, things to go on around us uh, to this happen because eventually you will start to blame God. This is like you think about it and I said I was going to go further but I need to say this. I said I was going to go deal with the scripture but I need to say this right quick. Think about it. If you got a kid and this, a, I guess, is not a good example, but it's just something we should all be able to understand. If you have a kid that goes out to do anything that they want to do, and that kid has a parent, eventually, people are going to, they may start out dealing with the kid, but eventually, especially if the kid is younger, you know, like under 18 years old, they're going to start to wonder, where's the parent? Why are you letting your kid do this? Why are you letting your kid do that? And sometimes that happens in the body of Christ there are preachers, there are people, there are title holders position holders, there are even people that sing in a choir, whatever that may have a nasty attitude may have some stuff going on with them and there's new believers or people coming in and they can't deal with you and eventually when they can't deal with you and how you treat them they're going to eventually start to look at God and say God why do you have these people in a position and of course you won't tell them that the Lord been stopped talking to you. You won't tell them the Lord is yet, you know, have an issue with you too with this. But see, what we will do is we will make it clean and we will try to fix it up. And because we think if we still doing the work of the Lord, we are right. But you know, that's not always the case. Amen. That's not always the case. So, as believers, this is the angle we want to come on. First Corinthians thirteen. It doesn't matter what all those people do. For us, this is the angle we should take. First Corinthians 13. And we come against every retaliation spirit. Because many times when you're dealing with these things, you get retaliated. You get retaliative or retaliatory things of the enemy because he don't want you to deal with this. He wants you to sit there and let him take you out through these different means that goes on around us. First Corinthians 13. Chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Do I speak with the tongues of men and angels? So we've already established that this person is fluent in our heavenly language. They're speaking in tongues. We already know that there's a trans that there's a transformation that's happened. They went in the uh, book of Acts talking about sitting up a room. They've had this transformation, and so we know that they are being they're able to you know set themselves apart from the world so now they're speaking in tongues do I speak with the tongues of angels and I have not charity if I don't have love I'm speaking in tongues I'm, I'm speaking in tongues I'm I'm speaking in tongues I'm whatever I'm speaking in tongues I'm speaking to the Lord in my heavenly language so I believe but if I have not charity I become as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal I'm doing nothing I'm just talking I'm I'm noisy I'm not being effective so what am I saying we, we starting off saying there's a gifting in operation here this person has a gift this person is operating in their gifts but then for this to be brought up for this to be said and talked about and this was talking to the church 
obviously they're gonna have some people that's gonna be holding gifts and gonna have positions in the church that's gonna have some issues the problem is that we don't always like to deal with the issues we like to we like it to be the world we like the issues to be the world and we miss it that some of the people some of the very people that are in the church is not too long from being out the world and some of those people in the church still are in the world it's bad when you go out to the clubs and and you go out to places I pray that you're not going to any clubs but if you go to a club and you can see many times you'll see other people that may be believers it's not that they don't love God see because now we in a society where we believe you know me loving God is separate from me doing what I need to do for me because my love for God won't change as long as I'm paying my tithes and my offers I'm doing right by God that I believe is right then he don't want he don't mind you having a little fun that's the thinking of the world but if you don't have a love and let me talk about this love we're not talking about the love that a certain um uh, uh, agenda the, the homosexual lesbian community talk about we're not talking about that love because see that love that they're talking about is not the love we're talking about for Christ because they always will say stuff like you know what well, God is love and God is love well you know what that's not the love we're talking about we're not talking about the love that a heterosexual couple will talk about about the love that they say we're not talking about that love either we're talking about Christ's love because those loves are limited See, because you know why in the homosexual lesbian community, if you do something against them, then the love that they're talking about immediately goes away. That's not love anymore. So they're not operating in that true godly love neither. Do you talk about the the, the, the love in the heterosexual community? You're talking about, oh, we love everybody. You love this. You And you cross them up. You cross us up. You cross us up in the heterosexual community. We're not walking in God's love. We're going to do something and say something we shouldn't say. So this love has to be Christ-like love. Christ, it's Christ love, not Christian love. Christian love is a title. Christ love is a little different. See, so we're talking about how to, how to survive in the church. Second verse, First Corinthians thirteen and two. And though I have the gift of prophecy, here you go, another gift. We talking about people who are operating in the body of Christ. These people are vetted. These people are position holders. They have their clergy top. They have their clergy uh, collar on. They have the, the towel with the cross on it. They are in position. They are prophesying. They are moving, hearing God. It goes on to say, and understand all mysteries. I know the back of when this, and I know when this happened. They speak wonderful things. Hallelujah, and all of that. And all knowledge, they know all knowledge. Once again, these are people that are operating in the body. How to survive the things in the church, the survival guide to the church. And though I have all faith, I mean, they, they got it all. They, they got they prophesying, they know mysteries, they got knowledge, they have faith. So much so, the Bible says, going on in the second verse of 1 Corinthians 13 and 2, so that I can remove mountains. But it says, and have not charity, I'm nothing. So now you got prophet this and prophet that and prophet this. The Lord speaks to me through knowledge, words of knowledge. And I believe I'm, I don't know the Lord speak to me prof prophetically. I know I'm a prophet of God. I hear God. But if I have no love, what does the prophecy mean? Me hearing God means zero. 
if I don't love you. Not the love that, now, listen, now once again, not the physical love. See, the physical love pull is, the physical love is based, see, the physical love can be tied into sin. So what do you mean? Well, see, some people believe love is if you let, if I let you do me whatever, and I don't say anything. If I let you just tell me whatever, I let you just kind of think the way you think and do what you want to do towards me. And if I say anything about it, then that's not love. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that for me. We're not talking about that for the prophet. We're not talking about that for the person that was speaking in tongues. We're talking about genuine God love. Many times when you have a person that's holding a position in church. No matter what it is. And they have issues in this area. They haven't been delivered in the area. Many times preachers and people of titles. Title holders. In the body of Christ. Many times they don't want to be bothered with other people. Because they are not delivered. Sometimes they are not delivered. Because you don't see like they see. That don't make you any better than them either. Because see if we're talking about the love piece. Then you still need to show love. You don't have to be abused though. Once again we're not talking about being abused. But you still have to still show love. You don't need to be speaking evil against the people. You pray for these people. It's about the love, the love, your love. How is your love? Did you, did did, did you, did you uh, uh, get tested for love today? Did you, do you operate in this love? You know, and I always say this: that you know, our TV shows, our uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, what we watch determines. How we see things. See, we have become a vindictive, a vindictive society. You know, you watch any movie, any television show. If it starts out when a person is being abused, or if a person is being uh, uh, something, something is done to a person. Would the climax of that movie is for that person who's been abused to catch back? To do wrong to the people that you know that that's a, that, that that's considered a great movie, a horror picture. I don't watch it, but when I did, one of the climax and one of the great parts in the scene is if the monster or whatever's running you down, you decide to turn around and fight, and everybody's on the edge of the seat. Get them, get them, because we have become a vindictive society, unknowingly, mind you, to a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people not aware of that because you know if you do me wrong or do you back because you know you're not going to do me anything well a person who have to do anything you can remove yourself from them see because if i'm not see you can't sit up under you can't sit up under abuse and get mad because god is not intervening you don't have to sit up under that god never told you to sit up under that god may have called you to that church and many times God just put it in your heart the same way he do with anything else. If you hear God, he'll just send you there to get strengthened and to get, uh, you know, to get what you need. And that don't mean you're going to be there 15, 20. That don't mean you're going to be there a year. You don't know. Because the Lord speaks. See, the, the church is about getting training. This is, what the, this is what the building was designed for. The building, the actual building. You know, if you go do history, you, you know, you deal with how it got started with, uh, with Constantine. And they wanted to have the buildings and all that. And a lot of preachers don't like to deal with that because, you know, that's not, you know, what it is. And, of course, you know, David, I mean, not David, Solomon built for the Lord, the, the church. And we, so we know it was a building, but that was for the worship for God to have a place because everybody else had one. That's why they had the building of the church because everybody else had one. It wasn't necessarily for the people just to go in and talk about the synagogues. It was a place because God wanted a place. Because y'all had one. We had one. I had a house. You know, so God wanted him a house. You know, you, you hey, you, you got you one. So we started going up in these houses and we started to have these rules and regulations that wasn't unto God. It was kind of like, you know, doctrine. The doctrine is a teaching. Many churches have doctrine. A doctrine is simply a teaching that you 
you know, you put a couple of scriptures with it, and it becomes what uh, you know you believe. We have a doctor. We we have an, uh, not say a doctor. We have a belief system uh, in here. Uh, but it becomes a doctor when it can't be changed. It becomes a doctor, and if somebody go against it, then you call them, uh, you know, a, her a heretic or something. That's when they become a doctor, and when it can't be changed. Well, not even God can change it. God can't come to you in a still small voice. God can't talk, come to you and change it because it's been doctrinated. And you can't even go against everybody else that, you know, that's doing it because, you know, they that's the way everybody doing. See, every, you know, we know there's strength in numbers. We know there's strength in numbers. And because there's strength in numbers, I won't ever tell you to not to affiliate and associate a socialize the Bible say not to forsake the assembly so that don't mean necessarily going into a building whenever I call you on the phone I'm assembling whenever I congregate I can go to a restaurant and assemble myself I can go anywhere to assemble myself you know so I don't have to go in that building long as I'm around other believers the biggest thing is being around other believers you got to be around the believers you don't want to be because uh, you because you won't you know you how, how you who you gonna bounce ideas off of you know, you, you there's no one there for you, and you think that's all right because you've been hurt. I'm not saying that either. All I'm saying to you, and all I'm saying today is, watch our place in love. Watch the place we hold. We can't change other people's lives. We can pray for them. We can, you know, deal with that issue, that demon that's inside of them. But you can't get upset with people so much so you leaving God. God can't even talk to you no more. You sweet. You sweet as you could be. The law called you to be honest. The law called you to be a, you, when you minister. Like sometimes, if I minister, I feel really emotional. Feel like you know I can weep. And, and so everybody's not there. You know, but everybody's different. But the law called you different. You 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 a little bit more sensitive than other people. So you can't be around different things. Stop putting yourself in places you don't belong in. Cause everybody, cause everybody around are hard. Everybody around you is hard, and they and they hard is hard, or they rough and tough, and you need to. That don't have nothing to do with God. That has something to do with people. That's what we do. That's what we do. We 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 culturize stuff. We see it how we see it. Amen. But our place is to stay in a place of love. Third verse, and I run out of time, huh? And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, look at this. I mean, they really get they really getting it in here in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. And I'm feeding the poor. I'm feeding the poor. I'm I'm giving hot dogs and 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 sandwich. I'm hot dogs and and sodas out to the poor. You see, I'm feeding the poor, and I give my body to be burned. You know, there's cultures that. You know, they recreate the crucifixion. They beat themselves with, with cat of nine tails and pull blood and pulps of flesh from out of their body to show that they dedication for love. Do, do, I'm doing all of that. I'm going on a three-day fast. I'm not eating food or drinking water. My body is weak. Hallelujah. See, all of that. But it profit me nothing if I don't have love. And the love, once again, is not our love. The love is treating people the same. You know, racism is bigger than black and white, different nationalities, ethnicities. Racism goes on in the church. And it may not be for us the skin, but it's racism, um, positionism, if you will, uh, title holding, and all of that stuff goes on in the church. You know, 
you go to seminary and you learn how to do this and now your favorite word is exegete you know how to exegete you the exegesis of it exegesis of it and 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 the homiletics and the homo you know all the the technical terms of ministering the word because after all you're sitting in front of the world's great people god's people but you're talking above those people head see many times people preaching they preaching for other preachers not for the people see because if you preaching for the people then you don't really need that i'm not against it if you want to go get it go get it go polish yourself off nothing wrong with going to seminary I may go before it's over, but only, but not for the people's sake, because it's for me to learn more, and I hopefully that's why you go, that's why you're going, to learn more, not to be a wonder, because what seminary Jesus went to, what seminary a lot of the people in the Bible went to, they didn't want to go to any, now we know Paul sat at the feet of Gamaliel, but he was a Jewish, a Jewish doctor, and, and he was a, um, you know, a, a doctor in the law, uh, and stuff like that, but as a believer, we need to find our spot. Find our position. Do what the Lord have called us to do. Fourth verse. 1 Corinthians 13 and 4. Charity suffer long. Love suffer long. But you know why love can't suffer long? Because we've been already messed up. See, especially with the church. I'm not about to do all this with the church. Because the church messed me up. That's what we say. We say the church messed us up. But did the church mess us up or we messed ourselves up? Because we set up under things we shouldn't have set up under. If you got a preacher ain't no good, your preacher cheating, your preacher ain't no good, you got to ask yourself the question, why am I here? Yeah, I fall like him. We all fall. But that's not, that. see, the, 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 let me tell you the difference is. This is the difference. If you're a member of a church and the pastor is not right, and you know the pastor is no good, and you're sitting up under that, what's on him going to fall on you? But the thing is, if you're just a member and you're not right and you're evil, or you're not right, or you're not saved, or you got some issue going on with sin, and you sitting in that church, and that pastor is right, or whatever, which was on you, not necessarily going to fall on him because you're not the leader. Not unless you're a witch. Now, if you're a witch, or you're a warlock, and you sit in that church to bring that church down, then that's something different. Of course, if I pray that today, if you're a witch, that you would be saved. The Lord has sent salvation your way. I come against every witches and warlocks on this call, on this, uh, uh, this broadcast. And that you will be saved, and the Lord will, the blood of Jesus is against you. And that you would change your ways. And that you know there is no greater power but then but the power of the Lord Jesus. But if you're sitting somewhere and you're being abused, why are you? Why are you? So now we go get the so now we get the things and we say that, you know, this is what God taking me through, God showing me something. This is what God doing for me. As long as you believe in God is sending you through this thing, guess what? So be it. <coughs> you you will <coughs> excuse me. You will continue to have to deal with that. So when the fourth verse come in that says charity suffer alone and and, and excuse me. <coughs> in the fourth verse it says charity suffer alone and is kind. We got a problem. Because I've been at this church all this time and these people always treated me bad. I've been a Christian these many years and the church is no good. And the church is this and the church is that. See, you can't effectively deal with the issues in the church unless you deal with why it's there. Many times you hear about women with Jezebel and I've encountered that. I've encountered Jezebel. I know what she looked like and you know, as far as in the spirit realm and I've seen 
how she operate but before we even get to the spirit of Jezebel that may be inside of that woman sometimes men could have it because it's a controlled spirit before we deal with the spirit of Jezebel we got to ask and I'm not off off key we're dealing with how things get to be and how to survive before we deal with the spirit of Jezebel we got to ask ourselves this question how did this person open himself up what door was open for Jezebel many times hurt abuse many women that deal with Jezebel that's been abused they started out in a submissive place they started out with the place a lot of men like their women to be you know I don't want a woman submissive to me unto that because there's some women there's some women submissive unto that there's some some women some women so submissive to their husbands and so submissive to somebody can be doing them harm and they're gonna still let it happen that's not God that's nowhere in the Bible that that's that's you can't show me a scripture where God allow that kind of stuff that's abuse and that's wicked but so the person, the woman, uh, been in a submissive place, a, a submissive place for so long, till she get angry, and then she get to, to the place where she's not gonna let anybody ever do something to her. So she opened the door through that anger, and Jezebel come in. But see, we don't deal with that in the body of Christ a lot of time. We deal with Jezebel. You got to go behind the scene and see why Jezebel became Jezebel. So when you're dealing with this scripture in the fourth verse that say charity itself alone, and you find yourself can you can't have love long. You don't want to deal with people with just you know turning the cheek. You don't want to deal with praying for people. You don't want to deal with the issues that are hand. You don't want to stay in your spot where you're supposed to be. No matter what happens, you already knowing this abuse, so you're not allowing first of all these things to grow. So now you become bitter. You're not allowing bitterness to grow inside of you because you're dealing with why. You know. This is going on. But if you allow bitterness to grow in you, you allow yourself to be abused and ostracized. Now when you read the scripture, charity itself alone, you got a problem. I'm not suffering no more. I ain't about to suffer nothing. I'm not about to suffer nothing. Nobody gonna do me nothing. I wish they would do it. Then you become fleshly, you become physical, you get in the physical realm. It goes on to say charity itself alone and it's kind. Charity envy and not. Charity violent, not itself, and not puff it up. So love is patience, kind. Love is jealous. I mean, love is not jealous. Love is not jealous. Or boastful of pride. And 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 the last one I'm gonna end with here uh, is, is, is the fifth verse. Do it not behave itself unseemly. Seek it not our own. It's not easy. Provoke, think it no evil. When you're really walking in Christ's love, you're not trying to be rude. You're not trying to to demand your own way, and it's not irritable. Some people you talk to become irritated by you. Some people you talk to become irritated. I heard one preacher say that preachers shouldn't talk about other things that go in the church. Let they leave that alone. That's evil. That's evil. That's evil. If I see something going on in the church and I experience it, I know it's going on. That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not biblical. The Lord did with everything. There's nothing off, off, uh, uh, um, um, off limits for God. So it's, it's not rude. Terry's not rude. It's not irritable, and it doesn't keep a record of being of being wronged. There's people that keep a record of being wrong. You don't want to keep a record of being wrong. Somebody do you something wrong. You want to be able to still pray for them, but you don't have to be around them. You don't have to be connected to them. You don't have to be in the presence of them. See, that's what the Bible never told you to do these things. We go create these trials and tribulations that God had nothing to do with. Every time you have a trial and tribulation, don't mean it's God. I always tell people, get the answer. See if God did that. Check in. You know, I come tell you, your wife or your husband say, give me $100. And, and because you, you just going to go give it to me? No, you're going to be, first of all, you're going to say, well, I ain't got it. 
And you, second of all, you might say my they would have they would have told me, and then and hopefully you go and then you're gonna check and see if your spouse said that. So why when you go through things in life, you believe it's God? Unless you got the answer, unless God told you. And if you got the answer, don't make what you're dealing with mine. If you suffering and you going through and you believe your trial and tribulation from God, then don't give me your trial and tribulation. Don't make me have to go through your trial and tribulation because you think that's all of everybody supposed to go through. And don't get me wrong. There, there, there's, a, there's a trial that the Bible talks about the trial of your fate. And we talk, we know all that. That's not the same though. That's just from living a life. That's just from being human. You're going to have a trial of faith. That's not. But but you don't have to say God did these things. Stop putting God in these boxes and saying God dealing and doing these things. Talking about how to survive in the church. A survival guide for the church. We dealt with love today. Love. How to love. How to love right. How to love. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We appreciate you, Father. We ask your Lord to bless us. Keep us in the sin of you. We'll become against every retaliation, every attack of the enemy. We ask your Lord that we will continue to love you so we can know how to love your people, Lord. We want to love you. Say, well, say that with me. Say, Lord, teach me how to love you more so I can love your people more. And that's the only way we're going to do this, people of God. That's the only way we're going to do that. We thank the Lord for you. For tuning in to the Contender of Faith broadcast. I'm your host, Robert Jones. Remember, remember that you can call in on Sundays 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time 720-820-1583 Amen. You be blessed. In Jesus' name.